This is the Huey Alert Podcast with Craig and Shelley Huey, bringing you the tools to transform our nation and culture, the intersection of faith and politics. Hi, this is Craig Huey of the Huey Alert, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, Shelley's not with me today, but boy, am I excited about the guest we have, Kevin Freeman. And he's the host of the Economic War Room uh, that's found on Blaze TV. Uh, he understands from an economic standpoint and from an investment standpoint what's going on. And probably you've heard of the Environmental Social Governments or ESG investing uh, controversy, controversy that's going on today. It's something that uh, uh, is uh, hurting people who are investing, hurting people with their 401ks. It's something that the government is pushing and something that people are really confused about. And uh, Kevin, welcome to the program. Thank you, Craig. It's an honor to be with you. Well, listen, uh, ESG, what is ESG, and how does it impact the investing uh, community and and just our our everyday listener? Well, you know, ESG started in the United Nations, and it was a plan by low-level UN staffers of how do we get control of the economies of the nations of the world. And so they said, well, what if we force uh, companies to line up with our environmental values, which would be the Green New Deal sort of thing? What if mm-hmm. we force them to line up with what we see as social justice? And what if we force them to govern their companies in line with our view of what a proper racial and gender makeup for diversity, equity, and inclusion purposes? And so they invented the acronym ESG and sold it to the world's largest asset managers like BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, and then began to club the corporations of the world over the head and said, this is what you will do. It is the reason that Disney has gone woke. It is the reason that Coca-Cola told employees to be less white. It is the reason that Budweiser uh, decided to offend the vast majority of their audience uh, by promoting uh, promoting transgenderism. It is the reason that American companies, once conservative, have, have now gone, as most people would see, extremely liberal, even against their own economic interests. Kevin, that's an explosive concept, something that the listener has to put their mind around, because uh, what you're saying is that this uh, radical environmental climate change type of uh, economic philosophy has been forced upon the corporations or somehow the corporations have been persuaded to pursue it. Is it force or persuasion that caused the large corporations to pursue a ESG agenda? Well, it's both, but it started with persuasion, I and mean, it started with this whole notion of uh, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, which are the largest owners of American companies, and they represent index funds that people put their money in, so I'll buy the S&P 500 fund, and they'll give the money to BlackRock, but then BlackRock demands that the pay packages inside that uh, corporation for the CEO and the CFO and the chief operating officer all of them be tied to uh, these ESG achievements. And so all of a sudden, the CEO is paid to make sure that the company is, is 
pushing the climate agenda rather than maximizing return to shareholders. They call it stakeholder capitalism. And the idea is that uh, the company is not to serve the shareholders like Milton Friedman would have taught us. It is actually, in fact, to serve all of society, all the stakeholders, which is essentially a Marxist socialist concept. So this is not an act of government. This is an act of the banking industry, the investment firms that are pursuing this and then, uh, and then putting a leverage upon the corporations to be obedient. Is that, is that a good way of putting it? It is, although it's being codified at, in the government through the bureaucratic means. For uh-huh. example, the SEC yes. has started to mandate that people follow ESG principles. So, yes, it started as, as an incentive-based uh, mechanism, uh, but it has morphed into a government control mechanism. Got it. So, so we really have uh, uh, twin evils here that are influencing um, uh, not only economic and investment issues, but uh, business issues, uh, corporate policies, and uh, you know what these businesses are actually doing. So we we now are in a situation where ESG is so prevalent within uh, within the corporate structures. Um, so from from that standpoint, what can be done? to reverse this, to change it, to stop it? Well, a couple of things, Craig. First is making people aware of it, which we've been doing on our show, but then the State Financial Officers Foundation, uh, SFOF, and Derek Kripals have been making states aware of what's going on. Texas has been funding ESG through their uh, endowments and pensions and so forth, which meant that they were anti oil and gas development, which of course is essential to the state of Texas. So they made the legislators aware and they made the financial officers aware and they've pushed back. I met with the treasurer of Oklahoma uh, this past week and Todd Russ is absolutely pushing back against DSG. And the beauty of it is once people realize that their money is being funding the demise of what they believe in, even to their own economic detriment, they don't want it. They don't want ESG. They want LSV, Liberty, Security, and Values. And all the polls that we've done have shown that. Good news is we have got them on the run. Even Larry Fink, who is the CEO of BlackRock, has said that he's embarrassed by ESG. He was the number one proponent, and now he's embarrassed by it. Now, what he's doing is he just wants to change the name and rebrand right, it. Right, right. But, but he's at least publicly been forced to be embarrassed of it. So that, that seems to be a trend that when, when there's an expo- exposure of what this really is, they start changing the name but not the policies. So that's basically what Larry was talking about. Uh, I'm not going to use the term anymore. But he's basically wants to still see that forced change uh, uh, going on. So w- when we're talking about this, if I have a, you know, I, I get a publication called Investment News. It's for stockbrokers. It's for uh, people in the banking industry, financial planners, money managers, anybody in the financial investment community. Every single day I get an email from them that has articles, and in those articles there's always two or three about 
how important it is to have your investments in ESG and how it's such a good thing. And we wouldn't have had the banking crisis if people had done ESG. And it goes on and on about uh, how monies should be invested in ESG. And and tell tell me what that problem is. If I if I have a four hundred one k, some I have a financial planner that's managing my money and he's using ESG with or without my knowledge. What is are the consequences to my retirement funds or my investment funds? Well, I used to work for a man named John Templeton, who was one of the greatest uh, investors in history. And Sir John would teach us that it's better to have more opportunities than fewer opportunities. And what ESG does is limit the opportunity set of where you can invest. That's the first problem with it. And as a result, for a period, you piled all your money into Apple and Netflix and, and Facebook, and those stocks did extremely well, but you didn't hold any energy companies. And that did very well until oil started to rise and when oil started to rise, all of a sudden, your limited opportunity set meant that you were missing out on big parts of the best returns in the stock market. So you miss opportunities. That's the first problem. The second problem is it becomes a bubble. So Beyond Meat became a bubble stock because, well, it's decarbonization because we're making meat in the lab as opposed to having cows that, that belch and, and, and leave methane gas and hurt the environment. So that was a good ESG stock, except it became a bubble. And when it burst, it was no longer a good investment. And the third problem is, is that you get a series of uh, managers like at Disney, who all of a sudden say, well, we want to make uh, ESG friendly films. So let's make one that supports social justice. And we'll call it Lightyear. And we'll have a gay scene in it. And we'll do this with Strange World. Well, nine Disney movies in a row have lost money serious losses of money. And and so as an investor in an ESG-friendly company, you have a company that's no longer looking to maximize profits. They're looking to achieve their social agenda. And so your chances of making money diminish again. So for all three reasons, ESG can be very harmful to investors. And yet that's the hot new buzzword. That's what everybody is pushing. So someone who's got a financial advisor, somebody who's in 401ks or mutual funds, somebody who uh, has a money manager, you need to find out, are they doing ESG investing or are they trying to maximize the return on the investment? Kevin, there's one other thing I want to ask you about, and that is um, one of the things that has happened with the Biden administration is a war on energy and all the restrictions and all the different things of how it's killed uh, 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 so much in the energy uh, uh, area in order to promote the uh, radical green agenda. And, and, and so with ESG, how has that impacted uh, uh, from, the, from the banks and the, and, the, and the financial community of investing in uh, oil and gas drilling and things that would lower the price of gas uh, for the consumer and, and for business? Well, basically what it's done is it's, it's harmed the domestic energy production, which will just simply create more energy production in other nations. Uh, the Chinese will use more coal plants. The Europeans will, will turn more to coal and so forth. Where we could be producing clean natural gas here or very environmentally sound oil production, 
Instead, we will find those energies produced by others outside the United States with less stringent standards. So it net harms the environment. It doesn't help the environment. It hurts American investors, but it helps foreign companies. And so the net result is we don't achieve the objective of having a cleaner world. We have a dirtier world and we hurt financially America. Uh, that's the combination. And uh, what we're doing is importing solar and wind equipment from China that's being done by, created by strip mining of rare earth minerals and all sorts of things. It literally hurts the environment, hurts Americans' the economy, and helps foreign economies. It's, it's a terrible policy. Yeah. So, given to kind of wrap this up, obviously, uh, with the government, trying to, through the SEC and the regulatory agencies and executive orders, trying to push ESG on the economy and on people. Besides that, 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 that the solution to that would be to change Congress, to change the presidency. It has a political component. What can be done by the listeners to either protect themselves or help stop this ESG insanity that's going on right now? Well, the beautiful part of it is that individuals do own the money. It's not BlackRock's money. It's not State Treats. It's not Vanguard's. It's their money. So if you have an investment manager that is not aligned with your values, you should fire that manager and find one that is. And we help people do that. It's not easy to vote a proxy if you own stock. Mm. So we train financial advisors at Liberty University. You can learn more at NSIC, N as in Nancy, I-N-S, National Security Investment Consultant Institute. So it's NSIC.org. And we will train your financial advisor, your financial planner, stockbroker, CPA, uh, uh, insurance agents to help align your investing with your values. And there are a lot of wonderful groups out there that, that can um, invest money for you that will divest from ESG and invest in things that promote liberty, security, and value. That's awesome, Kevin. That's awesome. So listen, uh, this has been great. Uh, uh, good stuff. Uh, you're, you're the host of the Economic War Room. Um, if, if somebody wanted to check that out, uh, it's with Blaze TV. You want to explain how they can do it and, and, the, the, and the special offer you have for our subscribers to be able to access it. Certainly. If you go to economicwarroom.com and find the link that says Battle Plans, click on that, and what you'll get is, is once a week you'll get an email from us that outlines the show that we've just covered, which could be on the topic of ESG, or it could have a guest like Dr. Ben Carson or Nigel Farage or Glenn Beck, or we've had wonderful guests, and you will get access free to an economic battle plan that recaps the show, tells you what to do about it, and then gives you all the support documentation. It's a PDF document. So once a week emails, free access to Economic War Room. Otherwise, you need to subscribe to Blaze TV, and if you do that, then you can access our show, or you can just go to economicwarroom.com and sign up for the free battle plan. Uh, that's awesome. Give me the uh, URL again. Uh, how, how do they find it? Economicwarroom.com. Uh, Kevin, 
Really appreciate your time and information. And folks, until next time, Joey will be with me, I hope. And uh, and in the meantime, uh, uh, thanks a lot for listening. Tell friends about it. Encourage them to listen. And do take this podcast and send it off to them by uh, social media, email, a variety of different ways. Thanks. Thanks for joining us this week. We are listener-supported, so please consider partnering with us by donating at craighuey.com or by signing up for our free newsletter. We look forward to being with you next week. And don't forget to share this podcast with others.